Welcome to East Hills Alliance Church. Real people experiencing real change because of a real Savior. Um, as Jesse mentioned at the beginning, Pastor Josh has not been able to be here with us. Um, however, we're going to pretend that it is 2020, and we're going to have a, a short video message uh, that's going to introduce our new series for um, the next couple months called Different. We're going to be in Romans chapter 12, looking about how, as Christians, our lives should be and look differently than, than the rest of the world. Um, so I am now going to hand it off to Pastor Josh. Hey church, happy new year. Uh, I'm sorry I can't be with you in person. Uh, I really am doing okay. Uh, you can probably hear some of the sickness in my voice, but I'm, I'm doing all right. Thank you very much for uh, your prayers and, and well wishes for, for me and my family. Uh, it is officially 2022, although I have to tell you, it feels an awful lot like 2020 to me at the moment. And let's be real, if 2021 taught us nothing else, it taught us that turning over the calendar doesn't actually change anything. So here we go again. The beginning of a new year, though, is a really good opportunity to reflect, to look back, to say, okay, Here's a moment in the calendar, and we just do this culturally. Here's a moment in the calendar where we can go, all right, this is a new thing. Let's take some time to look back and look forward. So we reflect on the year that was, on what went well. And, and by the way, if you haven't taken time to, to do that yet, particularly for those of us who can bend a little more pessimistic, take the time, five minutes, to look back on 2021 and what went well? I know it was a hard year for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. What went well for you? What was the good? What worked in 2021? So we, we look back. What worked? What didn't work? What didn't go well? And what do we want to see be different in the year to come? And we all know it doesn't do us a ton of good to spend a lot of time stressing about what we want to see different that we can't control or do anything about. So we look at our own lives, the things we can control, the things we can do. What, what would we like to see be different in the year to come? And so we make these resolutions, right? They're, they're really just difference statements. Here's what I want to see be different in me or in my life in the year to come. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to change the world. I'm just going to be kinder to myself or others. We, we make these resolutions to say, I, I resolve, I, I'm committed to being different, to seeing different happen in the year to come. And yet, statistics say, two-thirds of resolutions don't even make it to February. Why is that? I'm sure much ink... Uh, digital and otherwise has been spilled trying to uh, figure that out and assess that and all those things. My two cents is that motivation really matters. And, and motivation matters in, in two ways. One, having a motivation that drives us forward, that actually motivates us to keep going when things get hard or, or when it would just be much easier to make the old choice than the new one. 
is going to be important for our commitment to difference to continue. For instance, if you're choosing to eat right because you're supposed to, how far does that motivation really take you? Maybe if, if you're a really duty-driven person, supposed to will work great, but for, for most of us, that's not going to hold up. Now, maybe you're choosing to eat right because you want to spend more time or more quality time with your grandkids or your children. Maybe for you, that motivation would be enough that on the day that you slip up or fall off, that you're willing to get back on the next day. Motivation matters for another reason. Motivation determines the difference that our difference can make. Here's what I mean. If you decide that you want to give $10 to a homeless person and your motivation is that you want to feel like you're doing the right thing, you want to feel better about yourself and your own generosity, how big of a difference does that make? Well, it makes a difference for you. It's a good start. That matters. It may, if $10 is what they really need, it may make a difference for that person. If your motivation for helping the homeless person is that you want to get them what they really, truly, actually need, well, now if you can accomplish that, now you've not only made a difference for you, but for them, and perhaps the ability for them to pay it forward, or for them to be in a stable enough uh, position for coming generations of their family. Maybe that's money, maybe something entirely different. But the motivation matters, and it matters in how big of a difference one can really make. I think we need to pay attention to our motivations pay attention to the, the difference that we're trying to see happen and why. What are we really hoping it accomplishes, this difference that we're committed to? We're going to spend the next few weeks talking about different, about living differently, about our bodies and our thoughts and the way that we love and engage with the world around us and how God may be calling us, may be calling you to live a different kind of life. So, so what kind of difference do you want to see in your life? What kind of difference do you want your life to make for yourself, for your family, for the people around you? We're going to use Romans chapter 12 to help guide us through this discussion on living differently. And Romans is uh, an incredible letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church, uh, the early church in Rome, hence Romans. And he spends uh, a large chunk, the vast majority of that letter, trying to give solid theological teaching to the church. And that may sound kind of thick, and there's some certainly some thick parts, but there's just so much good truth in this letter. And, and while we're going to dive in 
to uh, one part of it, I, I would encourage you to read the rest of it. There's so much good here from early on talking about the glory of God revealed in creation to, to talking about how we, all of us, you and me and anybody who might be listening to this, we are all imperfect. We all fall short of holy. We all have made mistakes. We've sinned. We've missed the mark. We've felt the consequences of that. And yet also in this book, it's the truth that while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us out of his love for us. And the spirit of God has taken up residence in us. We've been adopted into God's family. There is no condemnation, but there is comfort in the presence of God. There is this opportunity for us to glorify God with our lives. And Paul says nothing, none of those shortcomings that we all have, none of those mistakes that we have all made, no matter how bad you feel like yours was, no amount of shame piled onto you by, by others or, or by yourself in how you tell your life story, none of that can separate you from the love of God. All of that good truth leads us up to Romans chapter 12. And we're going to read the whole thing in just a minute. I, I just want to briefly touch on the first couple of verses today. Chapter 12, verse 1 says, And so, in other words, Paul is saying, Okay, because of all of this truth that I've been pouring out for what would become 11 chapters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You see the motivation in here, that it is not just giving our bodies to God for the sake of, of doing that. It, it's because it's a way to worship. It, it's not just changing our thinking. It's changing our thinking so that we can know God better. And, and as we continue through this chapter, we'll, we'll see that there's an opportunity for a uh, difference in, in not just uh, how we use our bodies, in how we think, how we speak, but in, in how we love the people around us, how we engage with the world around us, how our character is grown, how we get to know God, how we get to be a blessing to the world around us. And Paul is saying, based on all of this stuff that he has written so far, based, based on all the truth that he has laid out, that the Christian life, the life for you and me as we follow Jesus, should be different. It should look different, not just than it used to, not just than it does when, when we're ignoring Jesus, but, but different from the world around us. And if our goal, our motivation, our uh, end result 
is to look more like the world around us. Well, my motivation is I want to be more like that person. Are you trying to be more like that person or more like the Jesus in them? Our life as Jesus followers should look different. How we use our bodies, the ways that we think, how we engage and love and care for the world around us should look different. So we'll spend a few weeks talking about the difference that God wants to make in your life and the difference that can make not only for you, but for the people around you. And in just a couple moments, we're going to hear from Romans chapter 12, the opportunities that God lays out in there for us to think, act, love differently. So as we turn to this time of reflection in God's word, let me pray for us in this reflection together. Father God, thank you for your love for us that while we were still caught in all of our mistakes and mess, while we were still driven by the things that have nothing to do with you, while we were still trying to accomplish things that only made a difference for us God, you were making a difference for the world. You were dying so that we could be forgiven. You were teaching us a new way to love, a new way to be human, a new way to live life. God, as we start this new year, as we start a new day, God, would you tear down any barriers we have put between ourselves and you, the changes you want to make in us, the difference you want to make in and through each one of us and through us as a church. God, would your word change us, change our lives. Would your spirit active in us make us different? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to take some time and do what Josh talked about. Uh, we're going to hear Romans 12 read to us. and We're going to listen to it. So I would invite you to open up a Bible to Romans 12. Uh, if you want to use, if you have a phone app or something, you can open to that. Uh, if you want to use one of the Bibles in the seat in front of you, it is on page 866. But uh, I know for me, after I hear scripture read, if I'm going to ponder it, sometimes it's helpful to have it right there in front of me so I can look back at the, the phrase or line that stood out to me. But yeah, we're going to hear that read. And I just want to invite you, especially as we think about it being a new year, maybe there are anxieties or heavy things that you're carrying with you right now into this new year. Maybe there are things that you're nervous about in the future. Maybe there are things that you're hopeful for that you're excited about things that you're excited to celebrate. Whatever it is that we're carrying, let's bring those to the feet of Jesus and let's kind of let this scripture collide with the things in our heart and allow God to shape us and mold us and and to say whatever he'd like to say to us. So as we listen, maybe there will be a line that stands out and I just invite you to to kind of wrestle with it. We'll have a few moments of of prayer just between you and God to, to do that. So Sky, would you come and read to us Romans chapter 12?
Romans 12. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is in giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God, for the scriptures say, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Thank you for checking out our podcast. Find out more or connect online at easthillsalliance.org.